0: Uh, yeah yeah C- uh, L- L- yeah Damn, Yes sir so uh, uh. the mother guys ain't got no style We know what's up before it go down this is the rundown this is the rundown If you ain't know the deal I bet you know now. This is the fans' voice, you hear them vocals. This what the people need and what they want now. This is the rundown, this is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. Gotta know it. Uh. This is yeah, no. Get up. Hey. Hey. Okay. You know what I did? Yeah, you got one for that money, two for that show. The run down sports by that up never show. It ain't no. It ain't no. Hey. Let's do it! What's happening? What's going down, people? What up, dawg? It's your homie, homie CL, back on the Rundown Sports Podcast. Gotta know that. And I thank all y'all for joining me, however you're joining me right now. I appreciate the company. Because otherwise, I feel like I'm talking to myself. But uh, you can always find us at darundown.com. That's the rundown.com if you didn't know We are the new voice in Atlanta sports and hip hop. Gotta know that, and you can get this free gem every time it comes out by subscribing on iTunes or YouTube, and be coming real soon to the Stitcher Radio and the SoundCloud. Gotta know it. Hey, I'm rocking to this beat right now. Shout out to the boy Design the Beats. Hey man, I'm supposed to be doing a podcast. He got me feeling like I want to do a track right now. Uh. But um, you know we just had Jr. Gamble on the last podcast to talk about that Mayweather fight. If y'all didn't hear that conversation, it was real good. Y'all can check that out. Just uh, look up Jr. Gamble on the rundown. But today we're getting back to the football. Oh yes, that old pigskin. But no NFL like I promised. I had a little incident with that podcast, so we're gonna talk a little UGA football. I had to bring on Jeremy Attaway from Dawgsports.com, a.k.a. The Making Dawg. And I just asked him how the fans feeling after these two up-and-down weeks. Do the fans believe in Mark Rick? What's the deal with Ty Gurley? And what's got to happen for the Dawgs to get back into the college football playoffs? All that and more. hey but y'all know what it is man i'm gonna catch y'all on the flip side let's go joining me today on the rundown sports podcast i have jeremy addaway aka the making dog how you doing today jeremy
1: doing well how about you
0: oh i can't complain man it's uh it's been one of those days but uh I don't even want to get into the ups and downs of what I've been going through so far, so I want to get right into some of this UGA. But uh, before we do that, why don't you just give me um, and give my audience just a quick overview about what you do uh, as far as covering the UGA Bulldogs.
1: Well, we're uh, part of the SB Nation family of sites and uh, cover... Uh, Georgia football, baseball, basketball, recruiting, uh, tennis, golf, uh, you name it. Uh, it's related to the University of Georgia sports. We cover it uh, at dogsports.com. All
0: right, that's what's up, man. And uh, Here at the Rundown Sports, we're an Atlanta-based uh, sports and music website and podcast. So uh, definitely a lot of UGA fans coming to check us out. So I had to bring you on, especially after
1: the last couple weeks. So, uh, yeah it's uh it's been kind of up and down
0: yeah man so I, I guess we could you know what let's start the story from the very beginning and i guess that'll kind of frame the whole conversation so um go coming into the season uga had like 15 to 22 starters returning and i know most of those were on defense and uh most notable to me was the fact that there was the departure of three offensive linemen uh and of course, Aaron Murray, the quarterback. So, uh, I had my expectations tempered coming into the season as far as UGA. So we get to the season, uh, and they crush Clemson, forty-five to twenty-one, and they start getting this. Uh, I guess Moniker, of one of the better teams in the country. So going into the South Carolina game, where expectations were low for South Carolina and high for UGA kind of just went out the window. So uh, with all that being said, where is the UGA fans perceiving the chances for UGA to uh, get back into the playoff chase and kind of just the temperature in general on the team?
1: You know, it's interesting. We ran a poll on this issue on Sunday and, and asked people where they thought Georgia would end up uh, in the SEC East. And it wasn't a majority, the plurality of folks. The largest number of folks thought that Georgia uh, still stands a really good chance to win the SEC East. A lot of that is because, of course, right now, uh, even though it might seem, uh like they're trailing South Carolina, if you think about it, uh, they've got the same number of losses in the SEC as the Gamecocks do. They both stand at one loss. Georgia, of course, loses the tiebreaker to South Carolina if it comes down to that. But I don't know anybody who thinks that that South Carolina team is going to go under through the rest of their SEC schedule. They got to go to Florida. Got to go. Yeah, they got the same Missouri team. Georgia, Uh, South Carolina does not have an easy road. Georgia, on the other hand, gets Auburn at home. Uh, Of course, they get uh, Florida in Jacksonville. Uh, just like they do every year and uh, have had a lot of luck down there in the past three years. So the feeling among Georgia fans, I think, is they've still got a, as good a shot probably to get into the playoffs as they did before. Uh, the last time Georgia lost to South Carolina and Columbia was in 2012, and everybody remembers yeah, that was the season where they came five yards from beating Alabama uh, right. and probably winning a national championship because uh, they they were at least as good as that uh, Notre Dame team was uh, that Alabama crowned. So I don't think Georgia fans are panicking by any stretch. Um, of course, they're really probably, uh, in terms of Mark Rick, I don't think he's in any trouble. Uh, if anybody's taking some heat right now, it's probably Mike Bobo. Uh, you know, he admitted on that first and goal call from the four uh, in the South Carolina game that he he probably messed up. He really probably should have given it to Todd Gurley. Uh, you know, when you've got the Heisman frontrunner, uh, 225, uh, in the field and four chances to get four yards, you should probably just let him get four yards. Um, yeah, that's really what you should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, in that situation, uh, I don't think he expected uh, Hudson Mason to to mess things up like that. Uh, you right. know, the, the play action pass kind of made sense. You, you look back, South Carolina did actually have ten defenders in the box. I mean, there were there were ten Gamecock defenders uh, up on the line keying on Todd Gurley. So. If he was going to get that touchdown, he was not going to get it uh, without being touched. He was going to have to go through through contact to get there. So, you yeah, know, there was a rationale for it all. But uh, with, with what Hudson Mason did, getting the uh, grounding penalty, I told somebody the only analogy I could come up with for that is it, it's kind of like you send him into the kitchen to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and somehow or another he caught the house on fire. Uh, <laughs> you, just, you really, You really can't account for uh you know a 50 year senior quarterback having things go that wrong. Um so yeah, I mean, yeah, I think fans uh, are fairly understanding in terms of Mark Rick, Mike Bobo, though is is not getting a lot of quarter.
0: Okay, now correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Mark Rick the offensive coordinator at
1: Florida State? He was. Okay, so he was. and uh, and called called plays at Georgia uh, up until, I believe, 2005.
0: So what's the issue there? Was it? Are they still running the same system?
1: Yeah, it's it's very similar. It's changed a little bit. Um, Georgia now probably runs way more uh, of what I would call sort of the, uh, the pro-style spread. Uh, they run out of the shotgun a lot. Uh, Hudson Mason, who's the fifth-year senior quarterback who they have this year, uh, comes out of uh, out of Laster High School uh, there yes, in so Cobb County. A lot, yeah, a lot a lot of uh, a lot of your listeners would be familiar with them and be familiar with you know, the system they ran in high school. He threw a lot of passes to uh, Philip Lutz and Kirchen. Uh, they were teammates there, um, and uh, so yeah, he he came out of kind of a uh, you know Tony Franklin spread uh, hurry up no huddle kind of kind of attack. Uh, and so Georgia with him at the helm has moved more toward doing that. Uh, and a little further away from the, the pro style kind of attack they had with David Green and DJ Shockley and, uh, Matt Stafford. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a similar look. Uh, and a lot of, truthfully, a lot of the concepts that they run now, they ran before, they're just now running it out of spread formations.
0: Okay. Well, since we're talking about Mark Rick, I'll wrap it up on this. Uh, Putting the four trucks aside, are the fans eventually going to buy into him and really give him his props for keeping UGA relevant almost every single year?
1: You know, I I think that he is probably, uh, he's in an interesting situation. The closest analogy I could draw uh, of a college coach in recent memory would probably be Mack Brown at Texas, where you know, Matt Brown recruited exceptionally for years at Texas, um, had good teams, uh, you know, went to the Cotton Bowl, finished in the top five, but the knock on him was, oh, he can't win a national championship, um, you know, and then he finally did that, and, and the heat really came off of him. Uh similar kind of thing with Bob Stoops uh, at Oklahoma. He wins that Big championship game, in 2000. Yeah, you know, and, and suddenly, you know, he has an entirely different reputation as a coach. Mark Richt is is really beloved among Georgia fans, and interestingly, um, I believe it was uh, Sports Illustrated who uh, a couple of weeks ago did a poll, actually of um, sports writers who, who cover college football, and asked if you had a son and he was going to play college football, which coach would you want him to play for? And yeah, uh, you know, Mark Richt was the winner. Uh, wow. he, he was. The, yeah, he was the guy who who he and Bob Stoops uh, were the two coaches who got the most votes. Who hmm. uh, you know, guys who cover cover football would want their sons to play for, uh, and you hear that uh, you know with parents, and and that's something that he'll always have. You sort of feel like that national title is the one missing piece, and I've told people that if Mark Rick can get that one title, um, you could really see the roof blown off this program. Uh, you know, you could see a situation where. If he's able to say to five-star blue-chip recruits, "Hey, you could play for me, or you could play for Nick Saban. I've got just as good a chance of winning you a national championship as he does." Um, he, he really has the chance to build something unbelievable in Athens if he can, you know, if he can just get over that first hurdle. Um, the other thing that he has going for him is that he's had such sustained success at Georgia that he's got some time to do that. Um, you know, Bulldog right. fans are. Uh, You know, he's finished in the top three, uh, three times since he's been there. Uh, It would help him if he could win an SEC title. It's been since 2005 since he accomplished that. Um, But all in all, uh, you know, his seat is uh, not particularly toasty. Um, I've told people that this year, uh, I was asked earlier uh, by uh, another site, you know, what would it take for Mark Rick to be on the hot seat after 24? 14. And I think the answer is probably somewhere in the 7-5 and five and lose floor range. Um, you know, something no like light that light happens. Light. Yeah, then, then he's in trouble. But, you know, with, with so many new starters on the offensive line, replacing Aaron Murray, um, I think most Bulldog fans had fairly tempered expectations for this year. You know, new defensive coordinator, uh, entirely new defensive staff. Um, I really think Mark probably has a pass on this year unless it's a disaster.
0: And I like how you said that like uh he's a 7 and 5 and a loss to Florida. That just shows you how much these rivalry games especially in college mean to the fans and just the whole program overall. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And
1: and I would I would say by turns that uh Will Muschamp at Florida is probably 7 and 5 and another loss to Georgia uh okay. away from from polishing the old resume. So
0: yeah, I'm I'm keeping my eyes on Will Muschamp down there cuz I got a few Florida fans uh and they ain't feeling too good about the direction it's been going since Urban Meyer left. And uh I know Urban Meyer has his dream job of coaching Ohio State, but I think he really does miss that advantage of being able to coach in Florida with the weather because he's a great recruiter anywhere he goes, but Who's coming to Ohio State and deal with them winners?
1: Right, right. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, not Not to mention the fact that there's a certain prestige that comes to being able to tell recruits that uh, they're playing in the SEC. Right. Uh, but playing in the Big Ten doesn't have quite the same, same cachet.
0: Yeah, and th- there's no doubt about that. I'm actually a Big Ten guy. Uh, I root hard for Michigan and not Michigan State because I have a little cousin that's playing there. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I I do miss the glory days when you could probably count on at least four or five guys out the Big Ten going to the first round and, you know, always having somebody in the national championship conversation. But it seems like since the BCS came, that's went out the window and haven't had a chance to rebound since. But
1: um,
0: Yeah, it's, I agree. It's, it's just one of those things. what I kind of want to talk about Ty Gurley a little bit more before I let you go because the comparisons. Now, me personally, I'm 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 one of those type of people that will hold off until like I see it over uh, you know a year or two years, and I haven't really been plugged in on UGA. Um, I just I just seen a couple interviews. The guy has his head on his shoulders the right way, as far as I can tell, because. When, it, when the comparisons are brought up, he feels like, man, it's cool, but I have more work to do. So that tells me he's in the right direction. Now, just tell me from a pure talent standpoint, what's the best comp, and where do you see him finishing all-time with uh, UGA running backs?
1: Yeah, he's, uh, I think, uh, all-time uh, in terms of statistics, he's going to be a little bit behind some of the guys who stayed for four years um and he's also probably gonna, he's obviously going to finish behind Herschel Walker in a lot of statistical categories just because you know Herschel got the ball 30 times a game uh yeah. which in in today's college football environment you you just don't do uh a tailback like Todd Gurley is is kind of like a Ferrari you you take him out of the garage and and you just drive him around a little bit uh you know and you shammy, shammy him off and and put him <laughs> right back up uh you know you, you don't You don't go off-roading in the Ferrari, Um, and and Mark Rick knows that. Uh, In terms of where he finishes in the all-time pantheon, frankly, a lot of it probably depends on how far he carries this team this year. Um, He's uh, statistically probably going to finish second or third in in most of the major categories. Uh, Like I said, going to have a hard time catching Herschel uh, for for touchdowns and uh, for total yards, but he's going to be probably right up there with Lars Tate uh Tim Worley and uh Rodney Hampton uh who are who along with Noshaw Moreno sort of form uh that four horsemen yeah. behind uh Herschel in terms of of bulldog tailbacks uh Garrison Hurst also statistically has some really good numbers uh yeah and him too. Yeah, yeah, he uh yeah, Garr- you know Garrison Hurst was a guy who who really finished uh I think third overall in the Heisman voting uh his big year uh, a lot of people think should have won the Heisman, uh, that year. And, uh, so, you know, if Todd Gurley leads Georgia into the playoff, uh, at the end of the year, you know, if you see an 11 and 1 Georgia team go, uh, to Atlanta, for instance, uh, and play Alabama, uh, and, and Todd Gurley just runs through that Alabama defense, uh, which this year is not as good as I think some of the Alabama defenses we've seen, uh, then I think he's right up there. I think he, I think he could be considered legendary, uh, among Georgia fans.
0: Okay, so what uh, you didn't give me a name. Like who who does he most look like?
1: Um, I would say probably in terms of, of the tailbacks we've seen at Georgia, um, Odd Gurley. It's hard to say that he's like like anybody. Uh, he's he's sort of a hybrid. Uh, some people say Herschel. Uh, he's not quite as big as Herschel. Um, I, I don't know that he's as strong as Herschel was. Uh, but he is, he has that kind of world-class speed. Uh, you don't see that from 225-pound tailbacks uh, very often. Uh, so that's one comparison that you hear. I, he reminds me a lot sometimes of Tim Worley, uh, the guy who uh, is a big favorite among Georgia fans, went on and played in the NFL, spent some time, I believe, with the Steelers, um, now has a, a ministry uh, that he's very active in. Uh, including with the Georgia program. Uh, He's a guy who you you sort of think uh, when you see Todd Gurley run, you you think maybe of Tim Worley, except for the fact that he's probably a little bigger than Tim was in his college days.
0: Okay. That's fair enough. Uh, Everybody doesn't have a a perfect comparison, but uh, I see you plugged in when it comes to your UGA. I'm going to just wrap it up and I'm going to let you go on this. Give me two specific games outside of UGA's schedule, meaning you know, has nothing to do with UGA, that will make sure they get into the playoffs?
1: I think the big ones that uh, Georgia fans are probably going to be watching going forward that don't involve them uh, at this point, and and of course you never know, sometimes games become a lot more significant at the end of the year than you thought they would be uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, But I think at this point looking at the schedule, most Georgia fans would tell you it's that South Carolina at Auburn game uh, that Georgia really needs the Gamecocks to drop, uh, and also probably the uh, South Carolina at-Florida game. Uh, at this point, Georgia's still in a position to win a tiebreaker over Missouri. You know, they get the Tigers on the road in Columbia and can still take care of business there, but they do need some help uh, from South Carolina. Uh, and winning the SEC East uh, is really the, the gateway to all their goals. Uh, it's really unlikely that any SEC team is going to make it into the playoff without at least going to Atlanta for the championship game. And uh, if you're a one-loss SEC team like Georgia, you're probably going to have to win that game in Atlanta to make it in. Uh, so those two, two South Carolina games, uh, you can guarantee that most Georgia fans are going to be keeping an eye on what's going on in those.
0: All right, man. I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on both of those games, especially when they get a little closer up on the schedule. Um, I appreciate you coming in, Jeremy. And um, i make sure that folks have the links to come find you um what's your, what's your twitter handle
1: uh you can find us on twitter at dog sports d-a-w-g-s-p-o-r-t-s and uh, you can also find us on facebook we uh cross over a lot of our content goes up uh, on facebook as well
0: all right sounds as, well good.
1: As, as well as some exclusive stuff that we don't necessarily put up on the website uh, or on twitter
0: oh okay so you got some exclusive facebook content
1: Yep, oh. you'll see you'll see stuff on, stuff on the uh, Twitter account on the Facebook account that you won't see on the regular site, or sometimes even on the other. So, I always recommend that folks uh, like all like uh, both of those.
0: Okay, all right. Well, uh, y'all heard that. Y'all come check out Jeremy, aka the Making Dog, over there at Dog Sports. I appreciate the time.
1: Yep. Enjoy the sale.
0: All right. That was Jeremy Adaway. From Dogsports.com, I'd like to thank him one more time for coming in Kicking it with the homie And uh, if you didn't get any of those links You can find them all in the show notes Either on the YouTube or on TheRundown.com You gotta know that Not gonna hold it up no longer But I wanna let this beat rock We out Peace